And welcome back to our show. Who's on the front post with your host Dan and Rob? Kev is out sick uh, this week, so I was just joined here with Robbie today. Good evening, listeners. So we're we've been gone a while now. Anyway, yes. a lot of people say we're the uh, football equivalent of an Andy Robertson cross. Rob, what do you make well, of that? Yeah, well, look, come here. Time will tell on that one. I suppose <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. You know, very interesting couple of weeks of football between the internationals and back to the bread and butter stuff as well. Yeah, exactly as you say there. We're back to the Premier League this week and. God, I miss it all. I really do. I can't stand the international yeah. prank myself. Yeah. So we have a lot to talk about uh, on this week's episode because we had 15 Premier League fixtures between our last show and the international break. So uh, I think we'll probably look at Man City first. Two games, two wins. Looked yeah. fairly handy in both of them against Fulham and Cardiff. Fulham have been relegated since then. I mean, Cardiff look like they're about to follow suit now. Yeah, two two important wins. Again, the City bandwagon rolling on. I suppose if you look at both games, 2-0 in each game, maybe after the second goal, they might have took their foot off the gas a little bit. They might be thinking... Both games, about, they did that really. Games, yeah, they, they have bigger games coming up as well. And They suppose, rotated a little bit around for the yeah, Cardiff game as yeah, well, well, which is got, understandable which enough. Of course, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, Pep Guardiola rotates his team like a roulette wheel, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, come here, look, he's got bigger nights coming up as well, I suppose. So he has to think long term, you know. But it's all going well for City. Look, come here... They're in there with a chance for the quadruple, so you know that, and it's it's healthy for the players as well because they're all fighting and they're all battling for their positions. Do you still think Man City favourites to win the league now, or do you think Liverpool can pip them? I mean, we we'll just think about their result the weekend uh, against Spurs. Yeah, um, I mean a lot of luck involved game. in that, and is that kind of a thing where is the luck on their side? Will they be able to pip the well look at the any, behemoth that any, is Man City? Any team that goes to win it. We'll get a share a look along the way. Liverpool have had got a, Liverpool have had some weird I know results. They have, though, I know. Go back to Jordan Pickford and go yeah. back to uh, we'll, we'll Spurs. And, and, you know, look, and, yes, these these teams oh, have. Hugo Lloris, I think, probably broke United hearts everywhere. To be honest, I don't know well, how he's managed. To, and honestly, I think his stock has gone plummeting this season. He's been quite poor. I well, think. over the last couple of weeks, he's had a couple of viffy games. All right, yeah. there's, there's no doubt about it. But you know, Spurs okay back in the into that now, new he's stadium. He's had new some ground. of the big kind of moments as well. You know that Arsenal well, game he made where a he saved, saved the penalty. penalty of course, yeah, he yeah. saved the penalty against Vardy a couple of weeks before that with he his did. first touch. Yeah, yeah. But then know, he had a horror show he against Chelsea. So he's horror been... shows. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, it's weird. It's real Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. You don't know what you're gonna get out here, Galleries these days. Well, look at. Yeah, someone who was so consistent for but, so long. But, but you know, that's the the goalkeepers are under so much pressure. I mean, you, if you were looking at Allison in the uh, Liverpool and Spurs game, he made so many errors. He yeah. looked so uncomfortable, and that's the you know that's the first time in a number of weeks I see where he's he, actually he, he looked like know, he didn't yeah, want the ball he, for he, a change. He, he didn't want the ball, but yeah. he, he he looked very very uncomfortable. And look, come here, goalkeeper, you know, hero to zero in a, in a matter of minutes kind of thing. But. Uh, no, again, um, it's a game I thought Spurs might have got something out of. Um, I thought they deserved yeah, it, they, to be honest. If it. anything, I thought they deserved to they, win it more than anything. Well, I, I, they, they certainly deserved the point. But on, on the balance of play, they were they were good in the second half, Spurs. And I have to say, they took the goal very well. Their equalising goal was, was a beautiful goal, in fairness to them. But uh, again, look... Bit of luck on your side, and it's going to be interesting. That, you know, uh, that Liverpool. They still, you know, they still have a couple of tricky games as well. Liverpool. They still, you know, yeah, so. they've United to play, and they've also got Chelsea. So. Yeah, yeah. So tricky games, and you know, it's it's you have to hold your nerve at this stage of the season yeah, as definitely. well. You know, 
Well, we did mention the Andy Robertson cross earlier on. What a cross it was in oh, for me off that first goal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, so pinpoint on the cross. And yeah. I think it was just because to show you how important the modern day fullback is. You know, they need to defend and attack as well, you know. Well, this is a thing now. That position has become so so relevant to, to teams and, and their plans now. You know, it's, it's you know, your left full, your right full. Can they get forward and put in them type of crosses? But it's, Plus, it's, it's can unusual they get back and though, because there, there was that age where you did have the attacking fullback, but they couldn't defend for Toffee back yeah, then, you yeah, know. But yeah, well, you see, you know, again. But now I think they're a lot more balanced. Than anything. Well, look, come here. They're a lot more athletic for a start, getting up and down the pitch there and, and supporting the run play and then getting back as well. So the the game has changed that much. And you know, you're looking at Potocino, you're looking at Klopp and the tactics that they're using. And you know, even in the sports game there, how how uh, Potocino. Uh, he changed tactics and it worked as well they got right back into the game so the managers I mean if you're looking at Sarri and you're looking at maybe Mourinho when they were at United they didn't seem to have a plan B they seemed to have a set, certain way to go and if anything went wrong they couldn't do anything about it but the likes of Potocino and the likes of Klopp seem to be I'm, able to change in the I'm gonna game I'm going to disagree with you on okay. Jurgen Klopp okay. because I think Liverpool lack a bit of a plan B to be honest at times I think they have an excellent front three in Mane, Salah and Firmino but they've been lucky in the sense that none of them have had many uh, major long-term injuries this season. Well, okay. And I mean, of I don't know come. how much I rate Divock Origi and Danny Sturridge. I think Liverpool have maybe been crying out for a bit of a creative midfielder in the middle of the park. It's a very hard-working midfield. Well, he did. Yeah, well, well, I mean, looking at the sports he's tried to bring in Shaqiri here and there. Yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, he took off. He took off Henderson and he took off Milner. Which I suppose, um, they were, you know, some of the pundits were saying as well that them two actually haven't worked well together. He's better off with a Fabino or something like that in with Henderson. You know, the the Jordan Henderson and uh, Milner uh, partnership doesn't, 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 really doesn't work. seem to I, work. I think it's you know? too yeah. it's industrious. There's too much work going on there's not enough kind of guile creativity or, a little bit of creativity you want or getting that little final pass through to your to your front three fellas as well ironically because he's not having a good time at Barcelona arguably Felipe Coutinho would be the man to bring in in that situation I think well he would or even Shaqiri you know Shaqiri's hand hand Shaqiri's you know, not a bad player he's done he's well that, this he's season that, he's in fairness player. Him, he's got them the goals and in fairness he's, he's I, I don't like I know he came on against Man United and he really turned things but I don't know if he's the consistent type of player to turn things. Like, I don't think he'll start for Liverpool in no, a system that Klopp is trying to employ. He'll be more the impact sub looking to get the front three going kind of thing and play that little pass through to the to the front three. That's the kind of thing that Klopp would be using security for, you know. Yeah. But but again, look, we've what, six games maybe left to play. And, six games, uh, yeah. That's, that's, you know, we, we, we'll see how the pan out. But it's certainly going to be a, a nail-biting finish on anyway. Well, we'll go on to Spurs because they had a second game during that week as well. And that was their first game in the... Is it the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium or is it the Nike Hotspur Stadium? Well, I think it's the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, isn't it? Well, I, I didn't hear the official branding name yet, but again... There was a 60, lot of talk of the Nike... The 62,000 capacity uh, yeah. stadium now and... It, lo- know, it looks great. It looks great. absolutely it really does. Yes, it looks, it looks fantastic. Ab- absolutely fantastic and... I suppose they got the win on the night as well, which is even more important as well. And the Hong Min Song with the first goal scored from yeah, uh, the yeah. senior team, Christian yeah. Eriksen doubling the lead then. I was really, really hoping it would be Mitchie Batshuayi who would have scored it. Just imagine the Chelsea player well, being the first player to score. 
uh, at the new Spurs. No, stadium. but Spurs needed the Spurs needed that win really badly because they were kind of uh, falling behind a little bit. And One point in five know, games before yeah, that it doesn't doesn't say a lot for there, Spurs. We were they we were, were talking about Spurs potentially upset and Liverpool and Man City for the league title, and now we're asking, are they gonna actually make this fourth spot now? Well, look, come here, you know, they say every team has a little bit of a wobble during the season and coming up to the end of the season, that's when you don't want your wobble, you know, you want to be, okay, say even at Christmas time, if you lose a game or two and then go on a good run coming up to April or May, it's great. But uh, certainly with uh, with Spurs, that little wobble that they've had a few weeks ago, now that they'll be thinking that win over Palace now on uh, Wednesday night. We'll get them back, get them back up the table, and get them going again. So you know? they'll be hoping, but I mean, their mentality has been questioned before, and they haven't always proved their doubters wrong. I think in well, situations like this. Okay, they're back, and it's even weirder the fact that they've asked for having this wobble. You know, they've had majority to see majority about a month, two yeah. months without Kane yeah. and Nali in together. When yeah. they both come back, they still don't win games. Like they were winning games without. Oh, them. I know that. I know what you're saying, Daniel. But uh, in in fairness, now that they're back at their home ground, it might give them a little bit of impetus to to, to go on. And you know, certainly get a couple of certainly the home games. You'd be wanting to to win the home games. Well, they have would, a majority you know? of the home games now because of, uh, because of their they stadium. Have, they have yes stadium issues leading up to because I mean it's taken far longer than it was meant to. Of course, to. of course. Do you think that's an unfair advantage though? Um, no, not really because I think they played their first four or five games away. So you could say you know. Yeah, but coming up to the end of the season now in a tight top four race. Ah uh, no no! I think I the advantage is certainly be on Spurs. No, well I don't think so. If you if you consider that they done all their travelling in August and they don't, yeah okay. Um, you know, uh, so, some of them Spurs players are only back from the World Cup duty and they were back on the road again. So I wouldn't say it's a, an advantage or a disadvantage. You know? I don't know about that myself. I I think it's a bit of an unfair coming into this stage of the season. Well, I so, look, oh, come here. The, the the FA sanctioned it and the FA allowed it, so it's you know if they requested it when oh, I I think Liverpool done the same the season before didn't they when they were getting the stand built they played their first couple of games uh, away from home was it the season before I last think it might have been yeah I think yeah, it might they, I'm not they, sure they, if it was last season might have yeah been possibly possibly the season that, before yeah. they they played a couple of uh, away games as well so look time will tell and anyway yeah. Well, look, Man United uh, is the next team we're going to move on to because they also had two games on uh, during the week. They played Watford and beat uh, them 2-1 and then got beaten by Wolves 2-1. So, not full fortune out of the two W clubs there. Yeah, stra- a strange week for United because... Um, well, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer got appointed in as the new manager. They went and played against Watford, beat them... They didn't feel great about uh, Oli Gunnar came out and said that the atmosphere in the dressing room was like a funeral. Well, it wasn't a convincing performance. It, it you know, certainly it wasn't. It certainly yeah. wasn't. And you know what? On another day, Watford might have even nicked a point there. You know what I mean? David so, Hay made a, a whole yeah, size yeah. during so, that game So, as well, you know, so. look, again, you know, the different the different times of the season it brings different pressures to teams as well. And it's how it's how you cope with the pressure. We we, we spoke about the Liverpool situation. But certainly um United uh, against Watford, um, okay, they got away with the win and you say, Look, it's three points and then they moved on to play Wolves, came out and uh, had a great first twenty minutes against Wolves. We thought there was going to be a couple of goals uh, from United the way they started off, but gradually Wolves got back into the game. Uh, got the equaliser a little bit of a mistake from Fred and then um, Ashley Young getting sent off then uh, early in the second half maybe uh, tilted the balance in Wolves' favour a little bit uh, who went on to win it so um, yeah again United not convincing either so again this time of the season 
what's going to happen, you know? Well, Mike Dean picked up his 100th red card. His 100th red card. Given to Ashley yes, Young. And yeah. Who I think deserves it more. Because you remember Ashley Young way back in the day. Now, he's kind of quelled it a little bit now. But all the diving from Ashley Young back in the day and to pick up that Dean as 100th red card. Well, I know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that'll be a quiz question somewhere somewhere. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Wolves hold a very very strange record this season where they've played fantastically against the big six and then in the lower bottom six now they've done very poorly it's very bizarre now because I've I've been a big advocate for Wolves and I think they're a great team who I think give them a couple of years with the money and the resources they have I think they could be an actual challenger well you know most teams you know sometimes you get teams going out and they actually raise their game a little bit against shall we say the so called top teams you know but when you're playing teams that's in and around you and they're battling and they're trying the same way as you sometimes you don't get the same reaction from the players you get players saying right we're going out to play United or we're going out to play City they tend to run they might put that extra tackle in or run that, that extra yard but if you're playing a team uh, um, say for example Burnley or Southampton and no disrespect to them you know sometimes you can get dragged down to different levels as well and that's that's what it's can com- happen in complacency games complacency really at the end of the day well, yeah. Wolves have a very good team they do oh, they, good, you know the link in with Jorge Mendes who was one of the super agents himself and Mino Raiola there like they have a lot of access to players who a club coming up from the championship shouldn't be able to attract those kind of players in reality but yet well, they've look been at, able to do it you know I suppose it's like everything else it's what contract they're being offered it's what kind of money they're being offered now you know Wolves will it be second season syndrome for Wolves only time will tell now on paper they look like a good side watching them a couple of times this season they've been pretty decent their home form has been good maybe the away form letting them down a little bit you know what I mean certainly if Wolves come out again for next season you know they'll have to build on the home form a little bit you know what I mean yeah. they're, a decent, they're a decent side Wolves and on their day they're going to get they, anybody I think they again, could be anyone you know? yeah really I, I definitely well I definitely think they'll be the best of the rest team anyway they're certainly the Robin Hood team at the moment certainly yeah take from the rich and give to the poor but look we'll move away from Wolves for the time being as much as I like Wolves and we could probably talk about them for a very long time we'll move away from them Fulham are relegated Rob well, and actually Huddersfield are relegated it's been a long time since we've done a podcast yeah yeah. well we've had an interesting couple of weeks as so look, say. I think um, we've been thinking this was going to be happening for a long time now anyway so well look come here we, we did say on this uh, show weeks ago Fulham were doomed and anyway you know and it didn't really material. you know we thought uh, Huddersfield if Huddersfield had got uh, something out of that game at West Ham maybe I think the West Ham defeat was was the final blow for, as far as I what, think the blow was were, I think the blow was done a lot further back. Well, I they, think, might, they might I have think, got something. I think that West got... Ham result it was more of a I will go out with a bit of a bang and give our fans something to at least cheer about. But it's wow. kind of after blowing yeah, up in their faces yeah. a little bit. I think. Look, it's but very. Look, it's, it, I don't think there's a lot we can really say about Fulham and Huddersfield that we haven't said already. To be well, honest. Well, yeah, well, like we spoke about Fulham at the beginning of the season, a hundred million pound investment, and you're still going to be relegated yeah. and arguably finished last most, in the most, league. Most ever so, spent. I know inflation yeah, and all yeah. that, but there's been I some know, awful, yeah. awful boys. Oh, of course. And yeah, Greece, yeah. Uh, even Jean-Michel Serri for as well as he started, uh, yeah. completely disappeared. Andre Schürrle. Also been, you know, also started out well, but been pretty poor. Yeah. And I mean, I think they're going to lose the majority of their players now, to be oh, honest. I can't, say, so. I can't see them sticking so, yeah. around. Yeah. I think they'll do very well to hold on to young Ryan Sessegnon as well. I think he'll go as well. I think he yeah. had a little bit of a struggle this season now. I don't think he was... 
entirely yeah. ready to get involved in the relegation well, battle the way he did now. Look, but. again, it's finding that level of consistency. Week in, and, and, you know, that, that's the premiership. The premiership doesn't take any prisoners. You've got to be consistent week in. It's, it's no use going out and having three brilliant games and then you're, you know, you're below par for the next uh, six games because, you know, every single game is a cup final in the Premier I think League. it was just that back line of forms. I don't think I've ever seen a worse back line than, I think actually Huddersfield have a better goal difference than Fulham at the moment. Well, there you go. Which is quite embarrassing for them. But look, they're gone now. They're going down to the well, championship. Well, two down, one to go, yeah. Two down, one to go. Personally speaking, I think it'll be Cardiff. Yeah, it's looking like it. Yeah. Well, Southampton beat Brighton over at the weekend, and I'm a big fan of Ralph Austin Hill. I know you're not the biggest fan of, of him now, but I think yeah, he's done enough to keep Southampton up for the season. And do you know what? Honestly, I think there's a good little team there. They just need to work maybe bring in a good centre half, bring in an attacker who can score goals, and I think that they'll be able to do quite well. They can propel themselves up that table I think rather quickly well it was a massive win against Brighton on Saturday there so um, that, that really was a six pointer so I think on uh, Southampton beating Brighton I think that's uh, enough to keep them up and anyway so uh, we're looking at Brighton there they, they lost uh, to Chelsea they lost and to Chelsea lost, as well yeah so, so um, you know Brighton or Cardiff and you say who's playing the better ball at the moment I mean there's a five point really gap there any of them, I not, think, not really honest. any of them yeah that's a, that's a that's a good point but I mean uh, the gap there between um, Brighton and Cardiff is five points I think you know it's, so I it's think if cur- Brighton it's currently Cardiff have are five points behind Burnley Southampton Burnley. and Brighton yeah. but Southampton and Brighton have a game in hand still to play yeah that could so be major as well you know? it really could be now. I think Southampton are to play Liverpool next so be funny to see if Southampton are the team who blow well, I think Liverpool's Cardiff, chances. Yeah, well, I think Cardiff have to play Brighton also, so I think there's, a, there's a, another... Oh, that is, that is the game of the yeah. weekend. Yeah. yeah, it is. We'll talk about our predictions on that later anyway. Uh, we'll go to our team next. Uh, that's Chelsea anyway, so definitely a Jekyll and Hyde situation. Really, if we're talking about Lloris, I think Chelsea would be the team version of that. Very poor against Cardiff, I thought. And I think they were... Very, very lucky to come away with that, especially after the offside goal. Oh, some of the yeah. Well, I have to say, look, you know, <laughs> some of the decisions in the game were a bit baffling, now to say the least. But um, and you know, Neil Warnock and we all. Oh, oh, Warnock hit the roof. Hit the roof from that I love that picture of Neil Warnock standing at the end of the match with his hands on his hips, looking like a man whose kids just did something wrong. <laughs> Well, look, come here. In in fairness, when you're down the bottom and you're battling for 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 points, and and you know they were one up, and you know Chelsea weren't doing anything really until um, he brought on uh, Hazard, and he seemed to put a little bit of impetus into the team. The goal was two, the, the equalising goal was two yards offside. So uh, there is probably one good thing that came out of that goal, and was probably seeing Jamie Carragher with the virtual reality headset on. Though. Well, yeah. Well, look at Camir. You know, Jamie Carragher has his own well, way look, of doing things. At, at least, at the, at the very least, it do, it did show how difficult it is for refs because it showed the clear part was blocked off. Linesman couldn't see it in front of William and his big afro, so... Well, you know, um, Warnock was saying that I'll bring on the VAR and the soon the better it comes in and all the whole lot, but I... I, I was did... Warnock not an advocator against VAR, though? Uh, no, 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 sorry, that's, no. that's Pochettino. No, yeah, a, no, he... Uh, VAR. Neil Warnock was all for the VAR, yeah. but 
Apparently, um, they they got a big decision a couple of weeks previous to yeah. against Brighton. So did, I don't yeah. know. Look at look at. Well, look, it, it swings around about. Sometimes it works for you. Sometimes it doesn't. Look at you know the score at the end of the day was Cardiff one, Chelsea came two. Came out with some unusual it. comments and, after yeah, the game as yeah, well, I which know. is a bit unsavoury. Well, they were, yeah, you know. Now I understand the pressure on them, but. You know, at yeah. the start of the season, I would have thought Cardiff were dead favourites for relegation. Now, I think he's proved proved at least a little bit of the dead wrong. I know they're still likely to go down, but I really backed against Cardiff at the start of the season. Yeah. No, I thought Cardiff had something in them. I thought they had, uh, had a little bit of I didn't, fight, I know? didn't think so myself. Uh, now, yeah, you know, yeah. a lot, not a lot of players brought in, you know, despite really... I mean, not a lot of players brought in. They only spent 25 million. And I know Fulham, in retrospect, they spent four times as much as Cardiff. But I think they needed just a little bit more. And I know the tragic passing of Emiliano Salah hasn't helped the situation at the club and everything like that. And there's a bit of a well, look, legal battle going on with that now as well. Look, let's so, see how Cardiff and Brighton get on at the weekend. Yeah. and that'll be... Well, look, it's last chance to Leon there, Correct. really. If they lose that, I think that's them over and done now with... Uh, we'll look at Chelsea and Brighton now as well. We managed to uh, get this on the telly last night, so we were lucky enough. Uh, Chelsea were very impressive, I thought. A far cry from what I saw against Cardiff. And who knew that all Maurizio Sarri had to do was play uh, Callum Hudson a die and Ruben Loftus Cheeks, two of his arguably better players who he just hasn't really been too interested in playing this season. Yeah, yeah. And he also brought back uh, N'Golo Kante as well for, for the Brighton game. And they looked they looked the more solid they looked a lot sharper you know even they, Olivier, Olivier Giroud, Giroud in the team I think in, yeah, uh, made yeah, a big difference made a big there difference. I, I think I, he was a better focal point then I don't think Higuain is the answer to uh, Chelsea's problems in any I don't way. think so I, either I don't think myself gonna, I don't think that's going to happen but look Chelsea will take it it's, it's, it's two wins you know and then they move on to play West Ham next week so that'll be another big big uh, game a home another game as well derby, yeah. so um, interesting times for the the race for the top four. Yeah, definitely. Um, let me think. Are we forgetting any teams? We've West Ham and Everton. We're nearly forgetting all the single yeah, games that go yeah, well, on. Well, a, a, a poor performance. Very, very, very poor. poor from West Ham. But see, that's the thing that'll worry. As a Chelsea fan, that's the thing that'll worry me. When West Ham have a poor game, they'll go out and pick up well, a result like that. You know, well, it's you the see, inconsistency of teams. This, again, it's raising it's raising your game against certain teams like we spoke about earlier on. You raised sometimes players go out and they raise their game ten percent against a team like United or a team like Liverpool or Chelsea or something like that, and that can happen. But uh, I don't think um, you know uh, the two 0 home defeat. I don't think. Um, the Hammers fans will be very happy about that. I know our, no, our old buddy Kev won't be happy. No, we definitely won't. Probably the reason why he hasn't came on this week. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> um, yeah, no, look, we'll, we'll move away from that because I, in terms of the race for seventh, I don't think either West Ham or Everton will make that position. I think it'll either be Wolves or Watford now myself. Yeah. But we'll go on to Leicester and Bournemouth, which was the other game. Leicester are also chasing seventh now that I think of it. Leicester They're getting a little ninth, bit of a poor patch again. Yeah. Bre- under Bred and Rogers, they looked pretty all right, I think. I mean, yeah. Yuri Tielemans looks very yeah, good, I think he's yeah, yeah. Arguably, maybe two of the market. I think. Well, he's he's still on loan there. Still on he's loan, still on yeah. loan, so I, I think they'll really... look to make that a permanent deal because he doesn't like playing at Monaco, from what I understand. Well, I think they'd want to make it uh, quick because I would certainly say there's other clubs looking around at him as well. You yeah, know? Certainly, definitely. Certainly, uh, the loan has worked very well from. But uh, again, um, 
a, a good win for Leicester and you know Rogers would be happy with that steadying the ship and maybe looking to build for next season another, as I say another, it was another goal for Vardy as well so he keeps chipping in with goals yeah. as well so uh, yeah um, Bournemouth uh, have been very poor on the road this season and anyway so I think it's only Bournemouth's home form that's actually keeping them there, that uh, there Bournemouth you know? are currently 12th and I mean yeah I mean, they're not, they're not kind of, they're not in any danger of going well, down they, or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. considering how well Bournemouth started the season, they could easily they, drop down into into the fifteenth. Well, they position. got a, they got a very good start, and that's what kind of kept them. I I seem to remember Watford doing the same a couple of years ago. Watford got a very good start as well, and that kind of saw them through till the end of the season. Yeah. They they done enough, but I think that's generally what Watford have done for a yeah, lot of seasons. Yeah, and, so and, and, it's and been their Bournemouth, game plan: go all out at the beginning of the season and just relax and we'll get mid-table and then we'll hit the beaches then. Seems to be, yeah. To be fair to Watford now, I think they are looking to make that push into the seventh position, win the Everton Cup as as it's called. Yeah, they're playing playing well, Watford, you know. They're they're a hard old team to predict, you know. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Watford now myself this season. Sorry, uh, well, we talked about them uh, playing against Man United, but they relegated Fulham there with a very impressive 4-1 win. Four different goal scorers as well, which is... What your manager always wants to see as well. Correct. So yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, see, we'll see if they can uh, make that push on and maybe get a European uh, spot now. Just wondering next season will it damage them the same way it has done for Burnley? Yeah, well that can happen as well. You see, you know they they go out and have a great season and you know if they got you, I mean. Burnley did the Europa football. I know they got knocked out a, a little bit early. Well, they went the full, they, the full whack yes, into the third qualifying round. So yeah, yeah. I think they'd already played six or seven games before the Premier League season had even started. They so. had, they had a number of games under that belt, already. But, but again, look at um, happy times if you're a Watford fan. I suppose they're 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 chipping away at it there, and they're in the right half of the table. So there you go. Just slow down when you're talking though, because you're going the there and you start stammering just. Take your time because I can edit short and okay. things down anyway. So you're all you're doing well anyway. Um, <laughs> for a change. Uh, well, speaking of that, well, like we've Burnley as well, and they picked up their three points against Wolves, which I think saves them for the season. Maybe I think they'll look to maybe bring in a few players as well. To I think they need a bit of an uplift after this season that they've had compared to the season they had last year, where they did get into Europe. Yeah, I was surprised. You know, okay, Crouchy came in there for them as well, and I was surprised to see was it Sam Vokes going the other way. Sam uh, Vokes yeah, went the other yeah, way. I, I don't think. Exa- well, Matej Mate Vidra went Vidra, in at that yeah. start. See, I yeah. don't understand that. He's one of those players who I don't think is fit for the Premier League. I think he's very much in the Darren Huckerby zone of not being good enough for the, but he'll tear it up in the championship. Well, but yeah, well, Burnley kind of went through a, a bit of a, a sticky spell as well, and then they got one or two more wins, and that kind of steadied the they ship. Kind of so, kicked yeah, themselves off They got off themselves going so. again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's everything we've talked about every game. Oh, sorry, no, there is one game left to talk about, and that is Arsenal and Newcastle. See, this is the thing. I forgot about Arsenal and they've been a bit of a sleeping giant, I think, at the moment because they've somehow leaped themselves into third place at the moment. Yeah, Not accidentally either because they've looked quite good in a lot of their games. Yeah, well, they've gone in under the radar and nobody's really keeping yeah. much notice of them because uh, I suppose a lot of the talk is the uh, Liverpool, Man City, Liverpool, Man City thing and then um, the recent uh, Saturday thing going on as well yeah. at Chelsea. So... You know, Arsenal have been plugging They've away. They've done this they, under they, the radar. And yeah. I've got to give a lot of credit to Unai Emery because he's got Arsenal playing some good football yeah, at the moment. Yeah, he has. I'm fair He's got him, yeah. two great strikers in Aubameyang and uh, Alexander Lacazette. Lacazette. Yeah, they certainly know. Although he f- doesn't play them together very often, but it's still 
for how nice that you can have two players of that quality on your bench and not one of them kick up a fuss about it. Well, yeah, I know, but um, yeah, they, they have been good uh, going forward with Arsenal. But again, the defence sometimes can be a little bit suspect with Arsenal. And if you know, if you've got a team that was really I on think a lot of injuries that have hit them in the back line, though. They they have. They've had a few of their uh, top players out. Uh, yeah, top back four was missing. But uh, again, if teams get on the front foot against Arsenal, sometimes they don't look too great at the back at all, you know. But yeah, again, true. look, a credit to say to Emery, he's. he's uh, Got them into third place there now fairly quick. I think quick. they have so the, the nicest run in in the last few games as well. So, oh, yeah. they could easily be... And they're still in the Europa as well. Yeah, that's very well. Big game against big, Napoli. Big game, so, yeah. be interesting to see how that goes for them. But that was our last game from the 15-game uh, game week that we just had. So, we'll take a very quick break then. We'll talk about uh, our predictions for the coming week. Short week this week as the FA Cup is on. I think there's only five games up this week. So, be a bit of a short one now anyway. But uh, we'll take a quick break and get back to you. Uh, hello, uh, my name is Max Rushton. You're listening to Who's on the Front Post, which could also be called Don't Let It Bounce, or Let's Win the Second Ball, or It's Still Nil Nil. Enjoy. That was the Guardian's Max Rushton there anyway. So we just took our uh, little break there just to discuss the weekend predictions that we've got. So we've six games this week, actually. I, I miss... I miss uh, We've got six games this week. I miscalculated there anyway. Due to the FA Cup, Man City, Wolves, Watford and Brighton won't have games this week and the teams who are meant to play them. So our first game is a Friday night game that is Southampton and Liverpool. Yeah, interesting game. Um, Liverpool know they have to get something out of this game to put the pressure on City again, you know. Um, I think this suits Liverpool better though. I think it does actually, yeah. Because and they and don't have to you know rely on i think it's it's in their hands oh it is in their hands always yeah and i i i think i think liverpool i think this is a friday night game if yeah I remember friday correctly. eight o'clock and uh, i think liverpool will have just a little bit too much for southampton i'm going to go for 2-1 to liverpool i myself i'm going to go with 2-0 southampton have a lot of players who i think prop up with goals here and there but i don't think they do it very consistently I don't think they have a good striker who will consistently score them goals. I mean, Heiberg, Redmond, a few others pop in with a goal. Ward-Prowse with a few free kicks yeah, all piece. pop in. But I don't know. I just don't think they'll have enough for uh, for Liverpool at the moment. Be interested to see how Virgil van Dijk gets on it as all club now, I think. But I think i got to go 2-0. Right, 2-0. So then our next game is... Bournemouth versus Burnley. I myself, um, I'm thinking one all on this one. I find it very one, hard yeah, to yeah. separate these two teams. Um, again, it's Bournemouth's home form that has done them very well. Burnley, uh, not great on the road. Do you know what? I'm going to go for Bournemouth to beat Burnley 1-0. Fair enough, fair enough. Not really too much I can really think of. I think both teams are kind of... Well, Bournemouth are certainly safe. I think Burnley are. So I think Beach Mall might oh, be I engaged so. soon yeah, enough. yeah. Uh, Huddersfield and Leicester is the next game I mean uh, Huddersfield they're playing for pride more than that. well they're gone now so they're playing for pride really at the end of the day well they are and some of their players might be looking at next season and there might be a few uh, 
uh, players' agents around the place as well, looking at it as well. Um, yeah, they could be playing to get in the shop window, though. Yeah, you wouldn't know you who. Could, you could be. Again, um, and I think Leicester might have too much. I think Leicester need yeah, to keep going. I'm going to go 2-1 to uh, Leicester. I'm going to go with a 3-1 win here for Leicester. I just think that'd be too strong for them. I, I might even be... To be uh, I might even be a bit too, a bit ah why can't I talk today? I might be a little bit too generous even given Huddersfield a goal there just because they're not the greatest of goal scorers. But yeah, I just feel three one myself now. So Newcastle and Crystal Palace is the next game. Um a uh, bit of a difficult one to call. Newcastle have been very good at home. It's their home form in recent weeks that yeah. kind of got them got them out of uh, trouble um, Crystal Palace looked okay in spells themselves. Palace yeah, they've, they've been, you know, you don't know what Palace team is going to turn up on the day either. And, you know, they're not showing, they're, they're not showing any consistency. They've been in and out, you know. Uh, I'm going to go with a Newcastle win. I think Newcastle will win 2-1. Fair enough. I am going with a one-all draw here on this one. Okay. Again, very kind of similar two teams, I think. Yeah. Uh, I just can't really see a separation on them at the moment now, so... I think one all will be a fair result in the grand scheme of things. So Sunday then we've only the one game that's Everton and Arsenal. Yeah, again another tough one. Um, uh, you know Arsenal know they've got to keep the pressure on if they're going to get that uh, top four spot. And Everton can be good at home as well, and it's a t- it's, it can be a tough g- g- ground to go. To. I think that could be a hard fought draw, I believe, and and I'm going to go one one. One all draw, fair enough. I think Arsenal have a bit too much class for them, to be honest. I think Everton are very inconsistent and they showed a lot this season. So I'm going to go with a 3-1 win for Arsenal. I think that'll just be a bit too strong for Everton at the end of the day. Our final game then is our boys Chelsea and they're away to West Ham. Chelsea at home to West Ham. Home to West Ham, apologies. Chelsea at home to West Ham. Ham. Um, Look... The big fear, I think, is, is how inconsistent West Ham are. They were very poor against Everton, and I'm just afraid that they'll raise their game up a little bit. I'm hoping the good performance they had against Brighton, where they were very positive in their attack, you know, they weren't just getting a result. They actually played quite well. I think it'll be 2-0 to Chelsea, and I really hope Callum Hudson and Doy starts. I think Sarri definitely needs to play him for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'd say... Um... And you know Chelsea. Chelsea know that they're in with a shout of getting the top four spot. You know that they've turned the they've turned the season around there in the last couple of weeks with a couple of decent wins, and they're kind of back on track now from where they were. All they can try and do is build the confidence. If if Chelsea get into their stride and start playing well, I mean, you're looking at most teams getting behind the ball when it's Chelsea. So it'll be up to Chelsea to break down West Ham, and if they do. Get in there. If Chelsea get an early goal, I think they can go on and dominate the game. I'm actually going to go 3-1 to Chelsea. Okay, fair enough. So that's our weekend predictions anyway for the Premier League. We'll leave it there for this week anyway. Thanks very much for listening in this week. You can get us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Spotify. Spotify, yes. Thank you, Rob. Uh, you can get us all on that. Write to us in at who's on the front post at gmail.com or hit us up on our Twitter handle at who's on front. We'll be back next Thanks week. Thanks for listening. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. Bye now. Yeah.